Hey everybody, welcome to Porn Free Millennial. My name is Mac, I will be your host. So this is the first ever podcast I've made. It's kind of crazy. Uh, this is something I've been thinking about for quite some time. And uh, that will be a little bit of the theme of today's show. Uh, today's episode, number one, is called Actions Speak Louder Than Words. But before we get into the theme of the show, uh, I did want to just do a quick introduction, uh, a little bit about me. So my name is Mac. I'm 31, from Colorado. Uh, as you can see here, I am sitting actually in an RV that I purchased two months ago. I'll probably talk a little bit about that more as uh, some episodes, you know, come out. Uh, but yeah. Um, you know, right now, I'm actually getting ready to go on uh, my first off-grid adventure. Uh, I do work remotely, so uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to uh, you know seeing nature and being out there, and you know being able to have that work-life balance. Uh, so, with that being said, that, that's a little bit about me. Um, you know, uh, really the the driving force behind you know getting a podcast going was actually. Uh, a divorce that I went through uh, almost two months ago. Uh, you know, pretty tough divorce. Uh, someone that I was married to for five years. You know, someone that I still love very much. Um, but uh, you know, porn uh, and how I handled it, uh, of course, because I have responsibility. Uh, it really did affect our marriage in quite a negative way, um, and uh, that's that's part of the reason why I'm starting the podcast. Uh, you know, and why I've uh, decided to, to come out and, and share a little bit about my story. Uh, because, you know, otherwise, you know, going into marriage and in our relationship before that, you know, it seemed on the surface, and at least to me and to her, that, you know, we were that couple that would, you know, kind of be the ones that would uh, grow old together, right? And, uh, you know, little did I know, and little did she know really that, you know, my uh, my relationship with porn really got in the way of that. It, it actually undermined it quite a bit. And, uh, you know, my inability to really realize, you know, how big of an issue this was, you know, uh, ended up, ended up being just a little bit too late for us, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, that's really kind of a big reason why I started this podcast, you know, uh, with the podcast, you know, I also started a YouTube channel. I started a uh, TikTok channel just to reach out to people. I do not look at uh, the shorts because uh, I think that is uh, <laughs> kind of jumping in the deep end with sharks. But I, I do think it's uh, a great platform, I think, to, to reach out to people and, and spread a message. And really the message is, you know, if you have any inkling in your head um, or ever have that, hey, um, you know, maybe porn's not like healthy. Maybe it's not something that's, uh, you know, good for me. You know, maybe it's something that, uh, you know, I've been in a relationship before and it, it's caused issues. Uh, it, it could even be, you know, I, I don't really want to do anything today. Uh, you know, Saturday, it's beautiful outside. You know, I'd rather stay inside and look at porn. Uh, there's a lot of different uh, ways I think we interact with porn or we have, you know, men and women really uh, in our lives. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm, I'm sure something kind of brought you in and uh, piqued your curiosity. So, you know, I hope, you know, through through the podcast, uh, through social media, I also have a, a Substack channel where I'm actually getting back into my creative, um, kind of my creative passion of, of, of writing, you know, a little bit. Uh, 
you know, through through that, you know, hopefully you can find words of encouragement. You know, I plan uh, in this podcast, you know, in my videos, in my writings, really to to share you know, parts of my life, parts of my story that you know could apply to you because I think you know I've experienced porn, you know, as a child, as a teenager, you know, as a young adult, you know, growing into a marriage, you know, going into relationships, and then actually, you know, seeing the marriage. And, you know, I'm not one of those stories. Uh, you know, there's other podcasts I've listened to, other coaches I've worked with that, you know, hey, like, we got through it. You know, our, marriage is, our marriage is great now. Uh, unfortunately, that's not my story. You know, my marriage, you know, failed. It, it, it ended. You know, it's, it's really tough to swallow that pill. But, you know, I, I kind of want to be that person you know, that, that can be on the other side of the fence, you know, for people in relationships or, you know, maybe someone that's single that's, you know, wanting to get in a relationship or, you know, looking, you know, into the future and, you know, hoping they can find that person. You know, I hope I, I can kind of be that person maybe in the back of your head to saying, hey, you know, uh, look out for this. You might, you might want to, you know, have a different viewpoint going in and, and looking at your relationship with porn, you know, if you've, if you've ever had it, you know, it could be something you know, that, that you think is maybe not much of an issue and that you can handle it pretty well. Uh, I think there's a bunch of different spectrums of, of how people interact with it. I think for myself, actually, it was, um, you know, called an addiction by an actual you know, therapist. Oop, bump the camera. That might happen a few times. Um, it's actually called an addiction. Um, you know, I did go to see a sexual addiction therapist. You know, I, I did see... Uh, counselors, uh, porn recovery coaches. I've been in men's groups for that. I've been in men's groups for church as well, where I've shared my story and I've talked to others about it. So I think I do have some experience, you know, in different fields and and talking to different people from walks of life and and how it's affected them. So, you know, I feel like I, I, I have some, some wisdom I picked along the way, picked up along the way, you know, at my, at my age, uh, you know, hence the name millennial, uh, and I think I could share it with you. And I, I think, um, you know, I'm in recovery right now. Uh, three months in, you know, close to 100 days of being completely sober from porn and masturbation. Um, I'd say I've on been on the recovery road now for four years. And recovery, I, I think at least how I would define it, it's you're going north. You're not going south. You, you might have some bumps. You, you might have some hiccups. Uh, you know, you might have some delays, uh, some setbacks, right? But you pick yourself up, back up. And you keep moving forward, keep going north, because you know, down the road, you know, someday you're going to get there to where it's just not going to be a part of your life. It's, it's almost like something like in your app, your appetite just kind of changes. You're like, I, you know, this doesn't really taste that good anymore. I, you know, I, don't, I don't really need this in my meal. Um, kind of like me with, uh, you know, some sorts of food uh, kind of give me, um, you know, give me stomach aches. I don't really eat them anymore. And you know what? I don't really miss them, you know, if they were giving me that much pain. So, you know, that's just a little intro, I believe, just, you know, sharing just, you know, why, why I'm starting this podcast, you know, why I'm talking to you now. That's just a, a little bit of a background. You know, um, I do have a metaphor, a few metaphors that I want to share with you and analogies um, about um, words, you know, maybe not having the same meaning as actions. Uh, you know, first of all, you know, kind of starting at a young age, that's where I'm going to start. Just picture a garden, okay? Like picture a garden if you've ever gardened before. You know, before my divorce, I built a bunch of raised bed gardens. I was growing a bunch of vegetables and fruit and potatoes are really fun to grow. 
by the way, uh, if you can grow them in your area. Uh, but uh, I really got into it. It was a really big passion of mine. I just loved seeing things like come to life. And I love seeing like, hey, like this can actually like produce and, and provide, you know, sustenance. And what I learned about gardens, right, is you got to make sure like the soil is good. You got to make sure, you know, in, in my case, I looked for, you know, organic soil, you know, locally sourced. Um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, when I'm growing vegetables that they're not going to be like, you know, radioactive when I eat them. They're not going to have pesticides in them and, you know, things that, that actually might cause some health concerns down the road. So you want to have good soil. You know, you also want to have quality seeds. So, like, what are you putting in the soil? Like, what are you trying to grow? Um, you know, the more quality seeds you have, right, uh, you know, the, the better nourishment, like the better plant, you know, the plant life. Um, I would say like the vegetable quality, the fruit quality is going to maybe taste a little bit better, right? You might be able to yield more. Um, and then you need water, right? You need water to be able to start the process off. You need something to kick it off. I would say water is pretty similar to, like, action, you know, you, you need something to be a catalyst for the growth. Um, and then you gotta, you got to be able to look over your garden. you got to be able to be a good steward of it, right? You know, because if you just let a garden go, which is actually what the garden looked like, you know, when my wife and I originally bought the house was uh, there was actually a shovel buried in the garden. <laughs> so we dug a shovel out of the garden with a shovel. Explain to me that one. I don't know how that worked, but it happened. <laughs> so... Um, but anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, it was, it was it definitely had to do a lot of work on the garden. It took a lot of, um, blood, sweat, and tears, I would say. Um, but it ended up turning out really nice and I was really happy with it. Now, why I bring up a garden is, and with like porn, is the way I see it is when you're like a little kid, um, maybe that's like when you first experienced it. When I experienced it, I would say I was around 10 years old. And when I say porn, you know, I don't want to go into super detail and, and you know, in these talks, uh, podcasts and videos, you know, I'm going to really work to, you know, not provide any kind of detail, like triggering kind of content. Because at least what I've learned through going to groups, talking with other guys is, you know, when you're sharing your experiences, it's kind of more like what what's the theme of it? Like, you know, like, like it's kind of like more like the why, like why? Why are you maybe turning to this to solve for maybe like if you're feeling depressed or you're bored, um, you're just not getting things done, you're not being productive, and maybe that's why you're going to porn. But like the actual content itself uh, normally is just a no-go uh, because you just don't want to trigger someone else, give someone else an idea. You never know. But I'll just say, you know, I was, uh, you know, saw nudity and, um, you know, I wanted to see more. You know, I was a little kid at 10. Didn't quite know, you know, what it was all about, but of course, you know, you're, you're a kid, you see nudity and, you know, I don't blame anyone, right? For anytime someone sees nudity, it's probably going to cause some kind of uh, reaction, right? In the body, in the mind. And uh, you think at that age, you know, you don't just, you don't really have like those um, guardrails, you know, um, I never really felt like I had the guardrails. A lot of it was just so secretive that, you know, it's like, you can't blame the parents that they had probably no idea, right? And that's probably like a lot of parents, you know, uh, and I, just to share too, I, I don't have any kids. So anytime I talk about like parents and kids, um, you know, I'm not talking from experience, but I could only imagine that, you know, what goes on these days with, with kids' phones. Um, but anyways, um, so basically your kid, you experience, you know, this is like when the garden, you know, when you're a kid, you're, you, 
I would say like those are like the most like innocent years, right? That's like when the garden is like getting ready for like the seeds to be planted. That's like when the garden is is looking like you know organic. It's it's looking genuine. It's it's just looking clean, right? Like kind of like a clean slate garden. Now I think porn when the, when the seeds start to sprout, right, and you start to see the leaves come out. I think porn initially, like a kid or you know an adult, like someone that's like kind of first being introduced to it, it may seem like it's like that vegetable you planted or that fruit or maybe that's like that flower. Because typically like weeds, you know, that's kind of how they work is they, they look like, you know, they, they try to replicate like their environment. So the metaphor or the analogy, I sometimes mix those words up, is I think porn's the weed, right? But like many weeds, it might look like a flower take some kind of action to realize that it's not it's not a flower it's not a vegetable it's not a fruit in your garden it's a weed and when that happens uh, you know it could happen at any stage really for anybody you know i think it for me when i you know i went to catholic school growing up i don't really identify as a catholic anymore more non-denominational christian um but when i grew up i mean it was very much like hey if you look at this stuff like you know, it's a cardinal sin, which I, I was like, what is a cardinal sin? Why is that any different from anything else? Uh, maybe some of the Catholic viewers, if you're listening, you know, we can dive into that, you know, in the comments, or you can send me an email. Uh, but I think for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I've already, I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm done. Um, you know, and you have that guilt, you know, the Catholic guilt, right? The shame, all that. So I think that's when I first started to realize, but it, it felt like it was kind of more like, the punishment was kind of linked more of the punishment and being caught, you know, actually more than just kind of thinking about it and be like, you know, is it really okay to like look at somebody that way? Um, you know, just for an endless amount of time, endless amount of searches just at your fingertips. Is that like really like a healthy thing for me psychologically? Is that a healthy thing for me emotionally? You know, those thoughts don't really go through your head and they sure aren't taught like in Catholic school. That's for sure. It's very much like, don't do that. Because if you do that, you're going to go to hell. Um, don't think that's the best technique, in my opinion. But, you know, growing up, uh, you know, so weeds, right? So I would say that, you know, there were a lot of weeds going on in my garden. And, of course, there's a lot of vegetables, too, right? You can't discount all the great things, right? But what I would say is it seemed like porn just had an attachment to everything, um, it had an attachment to, like, my relationship with my family, it had an attachment to, uh, sports. It had an attachment to like when I started to like girls and date girls. It's always kind of in my mind, it's just kind of in the back there. It's like a dark cloud. There's something a little bit hovering over you. I've, I've kind of explained it before. It's like you're staring someone in the eyes and you just can't quite, you know, it's not quite, like you're not quite okay. You're, maybe you're not quite telling the truth to somebody. Um, you know, I always usually kind of think that when I would like say hi to like my grandma and grandpa or, or you know, um, other family members, it just kind of felt like I was just like a phony, like I wasn't, I was hiding something. You know, like you go to the garden, you look at it, and you're like, hey, like this is a beautiful garden, but like underneath some of the vegetables, there's just a bunch of weeds. And, um, you know, that's how I felt, I think, since 10, I think all the way up probably to about three to four years ago, like, I just kind of felt that way. It just felt like there was something hanging on me, hanging on my conscience. Uh, you know, a lot of 
weeds per se in the garden. So where am I going with all this? Well, I think um, actions speak louder than words because at some point you're going to realize that you have weeds in your garden. And at some point that's going to be affecting something pretty important in your life. It could be affecting your marriage. It could be affecting your productivity. It could be affecting like your mood. It could be affecting you know um, your outlook on life. There's a lot of, I think, different points of time uh, where you notice I've got weeds in my garden and I need to get these weeds removed. Now, kind of brings me to my next point. Okay, so you want to remove the weeds. That's awesome. That's really good. I think if you're on this, listening to this podcast still, I think you have that in your mind. You're like, hey, I got some weeds. Like, I need to get them out. Well, <laughs> that kind of brings me to the next segment. Um, so once I started to realize that weeds, I would say probably like in high school and college, okay, I'll pull them out, pull out the weeds, right? Hey, we're done. Hey, they're out. Got them out. Wrong. Um, they're still weeds. You know, weeds are so hard to get rid of and you're not going to be able to get rid of weeds with, you know, you don't want to put pesticides in your garden. You don't want to do other things that, you know, might be just as harmful to remove those weeds. You really got to kind of roll your sleeves up and get in there and find what the root of the weed is, right? What is the root? And it took me forever, forever to find out, like, what was the root? What was the root? And uh, so sharing that just because I think I've, I've been through, and that's why I'm sharing it. It's like I've been pulling weeds for a while. I mean, gosh. 10 to like, you know, I mean, maybe a few years after 10, just because who knows what the heck I was going through my mind at 10 years old, but, you know, probably, you know, as you're developing your conscience, you start to realize, okay, there's some weeds, but I would just say, I mean, I've been a weed puller, you know, for a while, and my fingers are bleeding, I'm kind of sick and tired of it, you know, I don't want to just be pulling weeds all day, it sucks, it sucks to be outside just pulling weeds, right, like, no one wants to do that, but here we are. We're weed pullers. What I really found out, I think, through recovery is in order, in order to really fully be in recovery and to, to take porn out of your life or to really, I would say, minimize like those negative effects, right? You have to find in your garden, what is the weed? And I learned, you know, through counseling that there's trauma. There's trauma that you develop that maybe you don't even remember. There's trauma that might be deep down inside um, that porn in some way or fashion was the solution to that. Porn was a way that you can hide from that. Porn was a way that you can numb the pain. I mean, that's a huge one for me is numbing pain. Um, it just kind of makes me feel blank. And maybe that's, you know, sometimes I just needed that. I just needed to be blank. Um, you know, porn for, I would say, some traumas, it might be to get, feel like they have that attention. Maybe feel like they have some power in their life, you know, some control of their life. There's a lot of different, um, like, emotions that are tied to porn. You know, a lot of different, um, a lot of different things that we're going to be able to talk about. I think in the next, you know, the next podcast as 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 I create these. But I think this is a good starting point because, in my opinion, and, and just working through therapy and you know working with coaches, at the end of the day, like, you got to kind of get to the root cause. Like, if you truly want to, you know, live porn-free, 
And, and, and it's not all just about porn, you know. It's just to, to remove things from your life that aren't serving you a purpose. To remove things from your life that, you know, you don't need. Like, you don't need it, right? And uh, to remove things from your life that actually start causing a lot of pain, um, you, you really want to go down deep inside. And that could be, you know, over time, you know, maybe just something just to write down while you're listening or while you're watching is, what are some things, like maybe in the past, you know, this might be really tough, so I apologize for, you know, kind of bringing this up, you know, it might be a heavy topic for you, but it's important because, you know, at least for my story, I mean, things blew up, you know, life was going one way, and then it completely went the other, like pretty fast, you know, like went from being married and um, seeing family and everyone thought our marriage was great to like, we're getting divorced and oh my gosh, it's been so difficult. Like I can't even, it's hard to really put into words just how difficult it's been like emotionally on the body. It's like, I feel it every day. Um, it's only been two months. Gosh, it just feels like, um, you know, it just feels like you just get punched in the, in the, in the gut, like every day, you know, just something hits you. So I don't, I'd hope that, um, you know, maybe sharing some of this stuff, can help somebody out there that, you know, maybe instead of making one decision, you make another that, that could hopefully change that trajectory to where maybe there can be constructive conversations. If you're with a partner, you know, Hey, you know, I, you know that, you know, this is uh, affecting, you know, both people, but you know, the person that you know, has the porn, you know, um, issue or, you know, is having a hard time stopping. I think there can be empathy provided and there can be solutions you know, if we drop the defensiveness, if we drop the secrecy, and we say, hey, I've got something really deep down inside that I've never told you about or, you know, I've never really opened up about. Uh, vulnerability is huge with um, this whole process, right? And I found, at least for me, that really helped. I mean, there were parts in my marriage where, you know, I was, you know, porn-free for almost two years and doing really well. And, um, you know, I think the vulnerability part helped in, like, putting in the work putting in the actions there. So that's like my garden analogy. Um, <laughs> hope that made sense to you. But I think just to close that one off is, hey, you need to look at your own garden. Don't look at other people's gardens, right? Look at your garden. Don't look at your wife's garden, your husband's garden, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever, right? You have to look inside of your garden, your garden first. They can look in their garden too, see what's going on. But start in your garden. All right. So that's um, story number A, um, analogy number A. We're going to go to B. So B, I want you to picture yourself on a beach. Hopefully that sounds like and you have a dream house a dream house beautiful you put it right on the beach like who like would not want a house right on the beach you've probably seen it before like online like there's some places like where you're like in the beach you're in the water already right you can step out you're there i love to fish um from colorado you know love fishing fly fishing the rivers um kayaking a lot of stuff but man oh man the ocean is awesome um, I love Florida. I'm actually going to go there in July, yes, um, to do some fishing. But 
I mean, how could you go wrong with a, with a, a house right on the beach, right? Okay, where are you going with this, Mac? Well, you'll see. So, yeah, I, I mean, I bought a house, um, you know, it was like two years ago. So, my wife and I bought a, uh, this is the story. So, basically, um, my wife and I bought a house. I was probably about like a year and a half, maybe close to two years sober. It's doing really well. Like, I was in a groups. I was in groups, like a men's group. I, I got done, you know, um, with my sexual addiction therapist. And I was doing really well, feeling really confident, right? Overconfident, of course. And, um, you know, we moved to a different city. So, you know, basically a lot of the, the support groups that I had, you know, completely disappeared. Like, I didn't really have that anymore. I didn't have a uh, men's group I'd see for church um, every um, week. You know, my sexual addiction therapist, like, you know, family, friends. I was a little bit further away, right? But so excited that we got the house, you know, a big accomplishment. It was the you know, first house that I've ever owned, you know, as a millennial, if you're listening. Um, yeah, tough times out there and for the younger generations. Not blaming if there's older generations listening, but holy moly. Um, it's like, you know, should just be missing an arm and a leg right now. So, um, but anyway, so we get the house and, you know, I think I kind of got just so in the motions with all this new stuff that I, I really kind of like lost my um, my sense of like routine, you know, like what was working for me and all that. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I had this house on the beach, this beautiful house, beautiful view. Um, you know, I actually had a beautiful view of the mountains. But let's just say I'm on this house on the beach. And um, in this house, and this happened in real life, I actually had the idea. I said, hey, why don't you create a podcast? And why don't you create like a sub stack where you can write some articles? Why don't you create like a Twitter account where you can tweet stuff? That'd be really neat. You can share your story with guys that are, you know, going through marriage, uh, maybe relationship issues or you know, women as well, right? And uh, yeah, you can share that. You can write this. It's going to be great. You know, like you can share your story. You know, it'll be really motivational because you can kind of show how a marriage, you know, can really get strained. But hey, you, you kind of picked it up early. You picked yourself up, you put some good things into place, and you're doing great. So, guys um, and ladies, if you're listening, and sorry I keep saying that. I know it's, I know it's, it's mainly guys. I mean, that's normally who I talk to porn about. But I know there's women out there too that could be listening. So I, I don't want to exclude. But sometimes I might just say guys. I think I'm just uh, conditioned, so I will continue to to work to just make sure we're keeping it inclusive here. But uh, anyways, uh, so I make this, uh, I actually built out the Substack. You know, I I got the name Porn Free Millennial, uh, got, you know, was getting ready to do a podcast, all this stuff, right? Wrote out an article, you know, I was ready to release it, you know, was talking to my wife about it, just like, yeah, just super pumped, you know, like she was supportive. And, um, it was like two or three weeks later, I had a massive relapse. And not not to smile and make light of it, but it's just crazy. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I was right there. I was right there. I was, you know, this was, this could have been me like two, two years ago, right? And uh, this is like when our relationship was actually getting better. You know, like I, I was doing the things I needed to do. I was sober. You know, I was, I think I quit alcohol for about eight months. Like, it just felt great, right? 
and here I here I just fell right on my face, just right on my face. So embarrassing, right? And you know, guess what I did? I told her everything. Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> I didn't tell her anything. Um, and it, it was awful. Like I uh, I felt awful about it. You know, I felt ashamed. I felt guilt. I'm like, how could I have done this? You know, like I I'm not practicing what I'm preaching anymore. And yeah, I did like the worst thing that you could do. I just completely just buried it. Just said, hey, I just nope. She doesn't need to know about it. It's all good. You know, I'll get right back on the horse. And that's like one of like the worst things that you can kind of do with like recovery. Um, the best thing you can do is be honest about it and just be open and be vulnerable. Um, I think if I would have done that, things might have turned out maybe a little bit differently. Still would have been tough, but, you know, um, I think that the thing that hurt, you know, Mike's the most, I think, was just the honesty part. Like, I wasn't honest. Um, I lied a lot. I never thought I was a liar. I never really, you know, imagined myself being like that. But, you know, truth be told, <laughs> no pun intended, um, I lied a lot. And it all had to do around porn. I didn't lie about anything else, really. It was porn. Like, it all had to do with porn and hiding it and feeling ashamed about it and things related to porn, right? But it, that's just the kind of thing. It's like you're kind of living a double life. Um, so it's like, where are you going, like, with this whole house analogy? Well, before I get there, real quick, so I have this big relapse, then I go on a guy's trip that, you know, in hindsight, you know, not the best, I'd say, environment for, like, the only married man in the group to be on. Uh, get back, and, you know, things just really blew up, because we talked about the trip, and then um, I think I waited a few days and then told her about my relapse, which is just stupid. Um, and... I think that just really, all the trust that we were building over the last two years, it just was like, what the heck, man? Like, what, like, why did you do that? You know, and there was a lot of hurt there, you know, obviously, uh, betrayal. And, uh, you know, that really, I think, kind of just started, you know, just the beginning of the end, I think, just at least for our married relationship. And, yeah, it's a personal thing I'm sharing. You know, I don't, you know, when I, when I talk about my relationship, all of that with my wife, yeah, I'm never really going to go into like super personal stuff, of course, because that's not really appropriate. But I think just generally, like the theme of it, I hope you understand is, you know, we had a lot of things going well for us. And that part just kind of really hit into the intimacy, it hit into the trust. And, you know, anyone that's married or in a relationship, I mean, trust is like the number one thing you need. And in my belief, I think porn is really like the antithetical to, to, to trust. It's like the complete opposite. Because you do it alone, you do it in isolation. Typically, you're putting on private mode, you're incognito, you're deleting your history. Hey, like, don't grab my phone. Um, you know, don't look through my phone. Like, that's um, that's hiding things. And you don't want to hide something from the person you love. If you're single, I mean, you just don't want to hide things from people that you meet and try to build relationships with, right? It's just not a healthy way to interact with others. Like, truth and honesty, I mean, that's huge. And, I mean, we talk the talk, right? But do we walk the walk? So I'm in the I'm in the beach house, you know. I'm writing, um, you know. I'm doing ready to get my podcast. Everything looks great, and, you know. Little did I know, <laughs> I built my house on the beach, not like off the beach, like on the beach. It's I kind of like over didn't really I kind of overlooked that one, and uh, there's no foundation. It's just right on the sand. Kind of stupid when you think about it, but hey, it's on the beach. Well, you could probably guess what happens next. So, 
let's say leading up to my relapse, there's, you know, water started to creak in a little bit, started to come in. I didn't really notice. Oh, you know, there's a little bit of water on the floor. Oh, not a big deal. I'm, in the, I'm on a beach. Like, this is kind of, you know, get what I'm paid for. Slowly, 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 the water trickles, trickles in. Okay, okay, okay. And then, bam, giant wave. Just takes the house out. So the analogy is, don't build your house on sand. Build it on a foundation, right? Build your house. You can still have a house on the beach. I had a house on the beach. But in my mind, I built it on sand. I should have built it on some foundation. Because then I could have had the best of both worlds. I could have had a house on the beach. And something that could have lasted forever. But I, I don't. And I didn't. And you know, that's you know, why I'm sharing my story. So... You know, uh, I would say, you know, the takeaway from that one, you know, like the garden is, is have a foundation. And I would say, you know, why I told you the story about writing like the, the sub stack and hopefully this all kind of loops in with you, but I was so close, right? I was so close to taking a really big step, like kind of in my mind, it was a, a big thing. Like this is right now a big thing for my recovery. Because part of like what works with my recovery is talking to other people and sharing my story. For me, I have a sense of responsibility. Um, I've always kind of had that, you know, growing up, having like a little little brother or siblings. You know, I always wanted to be that role model for them. You know, in high school, I was a captain of, you know, the basketball team. College, you know, was in leadership roles on campus. You know, in leadership roles, you know, where I work right now. So... I think it just kind of is a part of my character where if, if I know other people are kind of looking at me and, and um, you may be looking up to me or, you know, working with me, you know, I try to just do my best with my actions, you know, but in this aspect of my life, right, I didn't, I didn't do the right thing with my actions. And that at the end of the day kind of cut into the core of who I was and really like the marriage is like what kind of defined me as like the most important thing in my life. And, you know, it, it fell apart. And because, right, I, I built the house on sand. So I take away there, hopefully, for you. Um, but those are really, like, the two things I wanted to talk about today is, you know, just think about it. You know, think about, you know, A, what's the, um, what's that weed in your garden? And what's, and how, how many weeds are in your garden? Are there, like, a ton of weeds or they're just, like, a few? You can start to see them pop up and, if you really want to get those weeds out, you got to look at, you got to find, you got to dig in the dirt a little bit. You got to find out where that root is and then grab that thing and yank it out, right? And after that, make sure that no more weeds get in your garden. Second is, you know, you, using our common sense, right? You can still have great things. You can still have romance. You can still have, you know, attraction, intimacy, all of that. But just remember, like, do it on a good foundation. Do it on a house. You know, it can still be on the beach, have great views, right? But do it on a house with foundation, not right on the sand. Because if a wave comes in, it's going to wreck you. And if a wave, you know, a giant wave doesn't come in, those little ones do, you know, eventually it's going to wear out the wood. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start to drip in. It's going to start to rot, smell, all that stuff. And eventually, right, that house is going to deteriorate. It's going to wash away. It's going to wash away everything that you've built worked hard for, cherished, loved. That's the way I feel about it. So to close out, 
I'll just leave you with this. There's something that's in your mind, you know, like it was for me to, to, hey, I want to start this podcast. I want to do this thing. It's been in your mind with porn to say, hey, I want to take a step to, you know, maybe get this out of my life or, or maybe move on to something that's more positive. I would just challenge you to, to do like a little baby step. Do a little baby step forward, north. Um, not backwards, not standing still, but do a step forward. Do that. Something simple, but something that's moving you forward, right? You don't want to stand still. Because for me, when I stood still, the world ended, right? And now I'm on a new trajectory. I, you know, I'm back on my feet. But it's a different world. It's a different world than I expected my life to go. So just wanted to leave you with all, all with that. You know, take action. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, you know, I'm going to be writing on Substack. Uh, going to be putting the links, you know, where they're available. Uh, you know, you can follow me on YouTube as well, TikTok, uh, Twitter. Um, you'll be coming out with some more content. I look to post at least a video like this, a, a podcast, long form, every Wednesday. That's my goal. Uh, but do look to on Substack, add weekly tips. And then somehow kind of get that into a fun form on YouTube and, and TikTok. It's been a blast, you know, making videos and just seeing people's reactions. And, and uh, it's been really neat just to see others that, you know, might have the same opinions or maybe others that, different, that have different opinions but are still willing to, you know, uh, to be a part of the conversation. I think that's pretty neat as well. So anyways, if you're still listening, uh, you know, my first podcast ever. So, you know, hopefully it wasn't... Uh, boring or uh, you know I, I rambled on too much uh, but yeah any feedback you know would be appreciated you know I, I want to you know bring forward something that's uh, tangible for you uh, but I hope you have a great rest of your week uh, you know take action don't just you know talk about it little baby steps all right and uh, keep fighting the good fight thanks everybody bye